Welcome to the Health Science Coach Podcast. My name is Drew Garner. I am a health science and physical education teacher here at Turner High School. My objective is to provide information to students about different healthcare careers and explain how these professionals got to where they are in their careers. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's dig in. Today we get to meet with Michael Denning again. He is a physical therapist at Children's Mercy Sports Medicine Center here in Kansas City. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing well. Hey, today we kind of want to talk and try to figure out um, the application process and choosing a school for physical therapy um, and the, getting that process started for, you know, juniors and seniors in high school and kind of what that looks like. Um, so today I want to get your experience and, you know, talking with you've talked with your colleagues about this as well. But, you know, how do you choose the right school for you and what, what kind of goes into those aspects of what to look for when you're choosing a, a school for physical therapy? Sure. Um, it is such a loaded question because there are so many um, variables to consider. Some of them are pretty obvious of like, could you live at home and go to, so if, if you or go to Turner High School and you could live at home and get into St. Mary's um, yeah. and then you, you know, save some money and so get a good education. So there's a lot of those factors I think that you can't ignore some of these obvious ones of cost location um but i think some other things would be good to look into um is you know what is that school's graduation rate uh, most pt schools actually have a high graduation rate just because right. typically you, have, you know when you get to that level of schooling it's like okay you're there because you want to be there um however if, you're, if a school's below like a 90 percent graduate graduation rate that's pretty low so that'd be kind of a red flag to me yeah so that's i think that's something to start looking into there um, the other thing I would look into are what is that, what does that school require for their prereqs from college to get into okay. their school? Um, uh, every university I know of, you can go on their website and you can see we require these things to apply. Right. Uh, and so, so if, a, I, if, a, if a kid was going to look at potentially going to a local junior college um, and taking those prerequisites, looking at the university's page for physical therapy program they would be able to see what exactly they needed to take at the junior college level right yeah so you, yeah you could do it that way too um when i so my me personally so um i did five years at k-state took a victory lap uh yep. part of that was because i changed my major to athletic training and um after I changed a major, I decided I wanted to go to PT school from there. And during my what, third or fourth year, I decided I wanted to apply the following year. Uh -huh. And so all I simply did is went to and looked at KU, which saw State, uh, St. Mary at the time didn't have a program because I'm old um, and whatever other schools I looked at uh, and just kind of was like, okay, I have these core classes. I've, I've kind of filled all that, but it looks like I need to take a medical terminology class and X, Y, and Z. And so just mm -hmm. kind of go puzzle piece it together what I needed. And I, uh, it was really is not that difficult to, to figure out what I needed to do to change it. And so I think uh, actually my med term, I took it at JUCO, just took it online. And so right. it, you can just kind of figure out pretty quick what you need to take. Um, and a lot of them can be done through a JUCO. Um, and you can, fill in these holes to get your application done. Yeah. Uh, for for those juniors and seniors that are looking to apply to college, um, in the industry right now, people that are getting jobs, what kind of, um, what kind of educational uh, experiences are you seeing being kind of the more trend of uh, new PTs? 
So uh, a small tangent of this is there a while ago was a push for people to become a PTA and then a PT. Um, And I would honestly not recommend uh, kids coming out of high school do that because a lot of times you can get you can get into PTA school pretty quickly um, and you can start working. The problem is your your ceiling is very, very low and your options for growth are very, very low. Um, And not many people will actually go on to continue being a PT. So that's something I hear a lot from some younger kiddos about, hey, should I do a PTA first? Yeah. Um, what I would what would what would a benefit of being doing a PTA first versus just going and getting your undergraduate uh, prerequisites out of the way? The, um, the I, I personally think there is benefit if money's not an option, like it's or you, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. That there's benefit because you kind of have a less pressure situation to get into and kind of get your feet wet as far as treatments and hands-on stuff with patients and getting uh, just more involved in the clinic in that regard um, and just kind of progressing your skill set. And then you can kind of just take it a very long time, but just slowly work your way to becoming a full-fledged PT. Um, so I, th- I think there is benefit to it. Um, I do not believe the financial burden outweighs that benefit, though, because then right. you're, you're not only paying back PT school, you're paying back PTA school. Well, it's not as much money. It's still money. Um, right. And so I would, that's something I would tell kids, maybe reconsider, unless you'd like to only be PTA. However, insurances continually pay PTAs less and less, like what their coverage is, which means most companies don't hire PTAs because they can't afford it, because they're paying someone that's not able to bill as much. Right. So uh, unfortunately for the PTA profession, it looks like it's on the downhill side. Um, But as far as, um, I'm trying to go back to your original question. Your original question was like, you know, yeah, what do we, yeah. what would we want our kids or the kids coming out of high school to, to be looking at, uh, or, or what's the trends in healthcare? Sorry, in PT. Right. Um, so right now, um, coming out of school for PTs, uh, post pandemic right now, I think there's actually job openings happening, but in a lot of places that people didn't really want to be. So. Like if you're a recent PT grad, I would be a little, um, I would make sure I'm also interviewing the people that I have these op- uh, openings for, because there's quite a bit of openings right now. Okay. Uh, so the job market is good, but it's also like, do you want to work there? So there's a right. lot of places that are kind of are, um, a high volume clinics that are not fun to work at, because uh, you have to see a lot of people and you and you don't get to provide very good care. Uh, so that those are things that you'd want to make sure you're staying aware of uh, coming out of school. The um, the other thing is that, and that's for your generic outpatient PT. So I do outpatient PT, uh, but somewhere you can always have a job. Um, and I would say this is pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. It's home home health, skilled nursing facilities, um, geriatrics, like like these like at-risk populations that always need healthcare. Um, that that will forever be a trend um, as far as like a, a need for a job. So as you go through yeah. school, if you find that you are interested in that, yeah, I can guarantee you will have a job coming out. What what should uh, you know those juniors and seniors be looking at as far as uh, things that they can do to get some experience in high school, uh, volunteering or shadowing? um before so they can show that they're truly interested when they are applying 
So um, coming out of high school, I think what's tricky on that is I is that if you can find something that like uh, I don't know uh, summer camps is an easy one, a summer okay. camp that you can so show consistency that hey I have volunteered with this whatever summer camp since I was in high school through college and I go to apply and my I'm reviewing this application like wow. Joey out of Turner High School showed me that he has been volunteering with kids with special needs every summer for six years. Yeah, like that's that's really good. So if you can if you can find some things that you can um, develop a history with, uh, that would be a really good idea. It doesn't have to be always be the exact same thing, but if you can show that like every summer when I have free time, I go and do these things. Yeah. Um, those extracurriculars uh, on applications to college, to grad school, to getting a job, um, those those really set people apart. Um, anytime I'm reviewing applications for new candidates, uh, for a PT even, I almost skip the first three quarters of the page because I know that you went to school somewhere, you probably right. have decent grades. I know you've done X, Y, and Z experience. I, that's. I'll maybe come back to that to see how specific it is, but I'll jump to the bottom of the page and see, hey, my related work experience, my volunteer stuff, mm -hmm. that tells me more about who you are. Um, and so if, if you don't have anything, it's like, okay, well, you, you're not really providing me an additional reason to show that like, wow, this, this person really has um, that extra effort that shows that they are wanting to, wanting to be here and have that drive. So yeah. I think that's probably an easy, tangible thing to start with. Get some solid volunteers things to do. They don't have to be related to PT, but just some consistent volunteering things done uh, will go a really long way. Yeah. Um, and then kind of along those same lines, you know, we talked about AT or <clears throat> PTA school, physical therapy assistant school. Um, what about like direct admit programs that specialize in the five-year, uh, you know, master's doctoral programs? Uh, versus kind of the route that you went with, you know, not really knowing what you wanted to do. Sure. Um, but if you know that you want to be a PT, um, what are some of those kind of trends that you're seeing with uh, those type of schools? So, I mean, I think the obvious part of that answer is there ha there's way more um, of these direct admits now. There are not a ton of them, but uh -huh. like when I applied, I actually didn't know they even existed. I think there was like a couple in the country. Okay. Um, I, I couldn't tell you numbers now, but I'm sure there's several. Um, one of the guys I work with, he actually did a direct admit. And so he, he did as a six year uh, doctorate program. So, um, and so I, I believe that was what it was. So he was able to shave a little time and which, and then turns into money too. So that's less total student loans. Yeah. Um, so that, that all is huge. And personally, I think they're a great thing. It, it the trouble is, 18 year old me, no idea. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yep. Um, I, I first was a psych major and then to sociology and then marketing that was like changing all the time. And then eventually I landed on this career path. But like, I think if you are that person and you know that's what you want to do and you can say that with confidence and you've done shadowing and you've done observations mm -hmm. and you've done volunteer stuff and you've been around clinics and you can say with confidence that like, yeah, I think I want to do that because the one big drawback with being a physical therapist is while I have some advanced education, I love what I do. This is the skill set that I have in order for me to want to pivot to a different 
uh, career path is pretty difficult. So right. if you're 21 and you're halfway through this, you're like, man, I don't know if I want to do this for my whole life. That's your that's a, that's the I mean, that's the risk of any of those pre-admit programs with for you know becoming physicians as well. Yep. Uh, a lot of the same problem, but it's just but again for those individuals that can get in and that like, yeah, I want to be a PT. I, then I, I think they're a great thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, like you said, that career path thing when you're trying to figure out, you know, I would say probably 10, 15 percent of kids know what they want to do uh, when they're junior and senior. Um, but like you said, changing five times within a month and a half is not uncommon of what what happens in the, the life of a 18 to 20 year old. Um, so looking at schools, uh, what do you feel like is, um, besides money, some of the best things to look at when choosing a school? So I think um, one, one thing you want to be aware of is uh, class size. So when I uh, first started my PT program, our class size changed weirdly because um, we like lost a couple, gained a couple, which is yeah. not, doesn't usually happen. But ours was around 30. Okay. Um, and so it, um, I think, so I graduated from Wichita State. So I think Wichita State now, I believe their class size is like 40 to 42. I could be wrong, but I believe that's what it is. To me, that's getting a little, a little high on a class size. Right. Um, that's probably about max because, I mean, you're, the amount of, you know, help that you'll get obviously dwindles. I mean, that's just easy math. Um, and so I think that's something easy to look at because I, I believe St. Mary's, I, I think one of their kind of selling points is they try to keep their class sizes low. Yeah. We went on a tour there last week with uh, eight of our students that are interested in ATPT, and they have a class size of 15 right now. Perfect. And so um, I, I think that's that that is something that people probably overlook a lot. So look at class sizes. That just to me that shows is the school invested in educating their future PTs, or are they trying to get more money? I mean right. that may be that may be a little harsh way to look at it. But yeah. uh, it's kind of my personal view. And I think part of that with between, you know, a state school versus a private school is private schools are obviously a little bit more money to start off with. So the number half the amount of people in the class is still approximately the same uh, same amount. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, of course, things to consider. Uh, some other things I would consider, uh, kind of like I mentioned earlier when we were talking, is that like I think the location should is going to matter uh, to a degree because yeah. um, you either because it's well kind of two thoughts on that because if you're looking local, right, that that yep. location matters. But we fortunately around here have some local options. Now, yep. if you're looking farther away, I mean, you need to consider your travel costs and stuff for coming home. Like these are all things that you need to kind of think about. Um, and then when you go on your clinicals, if you're if you're going to school in North Carolina, so uh, Duke and UNC both have top-notch programs. I think right. Duke is top ten. They were a top ten PT school. Um, and if you were going to go to school there, you get in. That's great. But then you're probably going to travel again for your clinicals. Mm -hmm. And so like uh, that simple logistics of where you are really starts to matter. So you just kind of have to think about that down the road. Um, uh, of, of how you might plan out and how you're going to move around the country or if you're going to stay local or whatever. Right. Um, so beyond beyond those two, those are kind of my first where, I, where my brain starts with. It's like, how's your class size? Where am I going to be? 
yeah. that's kind of where I start my search. Awesome. Well, hey, let's cut it off there. We're going to talk again soon, and we're going to talk about year one of physical therapy school. So stay tuned, uh, and we'll be talking about uh, what is upcoming in, uh, in year one. Sounds good.